taking our positions on the bridge Hoping for that red fin One pound to put in mama's fridge Well, the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yabbies bite your toes This boyhood story had to end And a very good morning, everybody. It is six minutes after four, high tide. And to Davy Sutherland, whenever you're in town, my friend, come down and see us. I've got the high tide uh, credit card. I'll take you out. You can have as many oysters as you want. If you're in Newcastle today or Sydney, for that matter, we're heading for a top of 20 degrees, 23 in Brisbane. The enclosed waters report for Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay looks this way. Variable 10 knots becoming southerly. 15 to 20 knots in the early evening seas below 0.5 if you're thinking of heading offshore north to northwesterly 15 to 20 knots reaching up to 25 knots offshore in the early morning winds then turning west to southwesterly 10 to 15 knots in the late evening and then tending southeast to southwesterly 15 to 20 knots in the evening seas 1 to 2 meters decreasing to 1 during the morning the swell will be out of the northwest at 1 meter Kieran Riki Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. And I'll add to that the tides there at Fort Denison. With uh, at one minute past five this morning, the bottom of the tide will be 0.2 of a metre. The high tide will be at 11:07, 1.55 of a metre. Then we'll have another low this afternoon at 4:58.4 of a metre, and the next high will be just before midnight, 23.15, 11.15pm, 1.81 of a metre. And Kieran, some good news. We're a bit like an iPhone here at High Tide. We've had a uh, software update overnight, and we've we've launched into a brand new version of our software, and it's a very good upgrade. Good morning to Peter Johnson, who's joining us in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> First time I've ever been uh, re- referred to as an upgrade. Well, we see Alan Blake. Alan Blake's Alan Blake's yeah, working down that, at the. That's a good one. Alan Blake's working down at the boat show, and you know what Alan's like. He's not used to work anymore. So four days a week, that's that's you know too much for him. He has to take a bit of time off. No, Blakey never comes in the studio on boat boat show. No, don't, 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 don't spoil a good good. No, it's a good test. <laughs> no, no, good to be back in the studio. It's been twelve months since I've been here. So really, uh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah, how are you, Kieran? I'm good, Pete. I'm good. I'm glad you're there. There's a couple of uh, situations I wanted to bring up with you. Oh, God, I should have stayed in the motel room. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. This is in yesterday's paper, Pete. Oh, I haven't had a chance to read that yet. Well, it says, Consumers are paying more than they should for seafood because of dodgy labelling. Oh, I did see that on the news last night. Yeah, and they, you know, they're showing stuff as imported stingray and... Yeah. yeah. Well, what was interesting is the um, restaurants had the highest rate of mislabeling with nearly 20%. But what got me was the fish markets labelling, where one would think it would be 110% correct. Well, 12% of the product down there is mislabeled. Uh, I think you'll find that we really need to toughen up on, uh, you know, uh, point of origin. Yes. 
because well, it, it's been misleading for a long time and certain fish do have three or four local names, they have a commercial name and they'll have a Latin or scientific name and the sooner we stay close to the Latin and scientific name to get their preferred um well, not a botanical name, but you know, like they like yeah. so Mulloway for 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 Jewfish and Pagus yep. for snapper. Yeah, you, you know, like then you can't stray away because it's only a matter then of a lab doing a DNA test and I say, well, this isn't Pagus mm. You know, this isn't Gyrella tricuspidata. You're not you're not getting your blackfish fillet. You know, my question, Kieran, would be: Are these people operating outside the law, or is the law the problem? When you like when well, I, when they, I refer to they're this, they're outside the law if they're selling something that they're saying that it's not. See, back twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, well, well, free range eggs aren't free range. No, well. See, it's just by ling. a definition of, of the RSPCA. Pink ling used to be sold as barramundi yeah. under loose labelling. And now nowadays, pink ling's probably worth more than barramundi <laughs> because of the farming situation yeah. of barramundi. You know, that, that's the question. Yeah, and, and let me tell you this, that the proof is not just looking at it. It's this is all done by DNA testing. Mm, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if somebody's got something labelled at it and somebody from a consumer lab comes along and takes it and samples them away, takes a photo, gets a receipt and says, yep, you've sold me Patagonian two fish and it turns out to be, um, you know, um, sweet, silver sweep. Mm. Well, mate, you deserve to go a row. Yeah. Because you're selling something at a high value for something that's very limited yeah. value. Yeah. I, I, I'm just wondering, you know, like, as I say, not only with the free range uh, scenario, the made in Australia. The, the assembled in Australia <laughs> yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, everything's bought in from overseas and we put it in a packet here, so therefore it's made in Australia. That's not made in Australia to me. No. You know. No. no but they're no, not operating they, outside they the law. That is the, the law. Assembled. I think, they, you know, the law says it's got to have assembled on it. But let me tell you, restaurants legally don't have to disclose what the species of the fish is. And there's more more um, information on meat than what there is on fish. You know, this is just so wrong. Well, it's wrong on every count. Like, mm. if I go to a restaurant, I want to be guaranteed that if I'm going to have a John Dory fillet, I want a John, John Dory, Dory fillet. So leave the skin on it so I can see the thumbprint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's... Well, um, I want a flounder and I bring you out a strip. A strip of shark or something. No, I don't want to feed a shark. Yeah. Why did they tell me it's a feed of shark? Well, that's right. Well, you know, I think the shark's been portrayed as being uh, what the fish and chip shop sells, but it's really basser. Yeah, well, there's, there's a uh, there's something that should be wrapped up in newspaper and thrown in the bin, in my opinion. Basser. That of them are prawns. Yeah, they're all grown in open sewers, basically, over there in the Mekong. Yeah. If people want to see where that product came from... Pelletised pig feces. They they process pig feces from pig farms, pelletise it, and that's what they feed them on. Uh, yeah, well. that's that's quite a high part of the uh, the the food input. Anyway, let's get off that sort of subject. What I do want to say, Kieran, to add to your tide report was uh, we're coming up to the last quarter on Tuesday at eight twenty eight p.m. Mm-hmm. So if you can uh, get yourself onto a high tide, uh, so on Tuesday we're talking four days. Uh, you'd be looking at a decent tide round 
around about 4am in the morning. That'd be a good morning to fish off the beach for you. Yeah, it's been pretty early. I, I've mm. been watching it as I get up. How, how's the boat show been? How did you enjoy the last couple of days? Oh, it's busy. And, and look, I've got to say cheerio to everybody that's come up. And excuse me if I can't remember everybody's name, but um, I think it's Dave Duffy came up and, and mm. said, you know, say good day to everybody today. Say good day to Dave. Um, uh, Frank Musket, Ronnie Abdella and Margaret came in yesterday. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Kent and his wife came in um, you know, everybody's just come out and I'm seeing people I haven't seen for years so uh, <laughs> I think part of the reason coming down is just to say good day to yeah, everybody the networking but, but the, the displays are really really good I haven't been out for the marina yet Rocky Tassoni come over and said good day Kieran so, oh good yeah Paco's son a lot yeah no I'm going to go out and visit him today out in the marina um, I should have done it yesterday but I, I sort of uh, covered the stage for Birdie while he was out pressing with sponsors and everything yesterday so um, that was really good. Um, look, everybody's on point with the displays, uh, the te- the technical side of things, um, with the electronic uh, manufacturers. Everybody's got a great display out there. Um, you know, the the retail guys, they're going really well. Um, look, Blakey's got a great stand as as usual. He hasn't got as many boats as he normally does, but. I've got um, 20 instead of 60. But he's not <laughs> missing anything on size and um, variation, no, is no, he? No, great display there. Yeah. And, you know, like him and Ian are looking really well. Mm. You know, so this part-time work doing good. Doing it as <laughs> I should be. And I can vouch for that. You yeah. Know, it's pretty good. Uh, he'll be on. i got to ring him about 20 past half past five this morning. He'll still be listening. Yeah. And, and while I'm there, I just want to say a quick cheerio to Lenny Vigas. Um, you know, I got an oh. update off Kelly there the other day, so... Um, How is Lenny now? Is he out of hospital? No, no, he'll be there for a bit longer. He's still got that open wound on the back of his leg from the bed sore, the pressure wound. Um, Yeah, yeah, but his hip's healing really well, and then just a matter of uh, getting him uh, a bit of rehab and getting him home with a bit of um, aged care. Well, now now would be a good time for me to have a disagreement with him. No, we're both cripples. <laughs> it's only memories now. One of the things, I, I was so looking forward to hearing you chat yesterday, uh, but unfortunately I've got this boss who's got really bad timing and rang up as soon as you got on stage and would he get off the phone? No. But one thing I did hear which blew me away, uh, and you know, because we've only known each other for a short period, and I know you love your soft plastics, I know you love your pro lure, and to hear that you were very anti the soft plastics and that style of fishing and you were just totally bait at one stage of your life just sort of well I thought well yeah that makes sense but I'd never seen you that way until you went out with a mate and he had no bait and you had to, yeah. to fish that way I was blown away by that that you convert and converted quickly and hard yeah well <clears throat> I just it's just another arrow in the quiver mm. Um it was an experience that you know I, I dabbled in a bit and look the first soft plastics I ever seen was Tim Simpson was still running complete angler and uh, he gave me these things and I think they were called Jurassic Park and they were about four inches long and he said, oh, you want to try these? These are a great ray for snap. I looked at them and I basically, you're kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, I, I mucked around with them. I said, no, these belong in the, in the cupboard. <laughs> I stick the bait and I kept getting, until my mate said, yeah, let's go fishing for reds. I said, yeah, no, easy to take my boat. Yeah, no, so I get there, we anchor up. Where's the bait? And he just smiles and I went, you 
mango. <laughs> for years and soft plastic. So anyway, we had no bait, so I had to learn to use them, and yeah, we've done all right. So now, you know, wherever I go, with faded fishing, I've got, I've got pro-level soft plastics and a few other turn twos, and I've always got the, the pro minnow and, and the fishtail pro-level in the boat for snapper. Mm. And, and really Tazzy Devil? No, I don't use Tazzy Devils on snapper. <laughs> no, but you have Tazzy Devils. Yeah, well, they're a hard body. They're a hard body, and I've been using hard bodies for trolling and casting for years. But yeah, no, they're, they're really good. And um, Prola, we've just launched a new one there. It's a prawn with detachable legs, so that's pretty good going. But uh, yeah, look, everybody on stage has got a really good presentation. Mm. So hopefully, uh, the bloke with deep pockets and short arms doesn't ring you. Well, you there while I'm on stage between eleven thirty and twelve today, Grant. <laughs> no, I'm switching the phone off today. Yeah, good I'm idea. Switching the phone good off. Today. We've got a big program coming your way this morning in a moment. I'm going to catch up with Ross O'Brien and find out what's been happening down the south coast. Uh, just after 5 o'clock, Greg Reed will be in the studio with us as well as PJ. And uh, we will talk about some uh, uh, fishing, not, not only off Sydney, but down the south coast as well. We're going to catch up with Steve Bowler a little bit later on. Alan Blake will join us a little bit later on. Now, Marine Rescue, we're going to chat with uh, John Murray uh, about what has been a very, very busy winter for Marine Rescue and we're also going to talk about some uh, lucky people not so much lucky people from Marine Rescue but some people that have been identified for outstanding achievement at the uh, opening of the Sydney International Boat Show yesterday two uh, gentlemen who have just done an enormous amount of work in the community uh, were finally recognised yesterday so we'll talk about that and talk about our apprentice of the year who I might add Kieran Riki is a Northern Beaches boy not that I'm being parochial or anything and in our final hour of the show. <laughs> now, Kieran, you know how much I've gibbered on about the uh, Swansea Channel and wanting that to yeah. be dredged yeah. out. Well, joining us is the member for Swansea, the Honourable, the Honourable Yasmin Catley's going to join us in the studio. Now, I did also the Minister for Emergencies, Police and Emergency yes. Services. Yeah? yeah. Now, I did a little bit of research on her. If there's anybody in that area that's that's a duck, it has to be Yasmin. Her whole family have been involved in various water activities throughout the years. Her father was uh, in the uh, Maritime Union and actually um, has an award named after him as well, too. So, um, she's absolutely adamant that it's going ahead. My spies tell me that the dredging material is in position and ready to go. So we're going to find out when it's all going to kick off and find out why she has been so passionate about getting this done. So a big program coming our way. Right now we're going to take a quick break on the other side of this. Speaking of Lake Macquarie, we're going to catch up with Brad from Renegade Charters. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Good to be with you. We're going to focus on Lake Macquarie a bit in the last hour of today's program, just after six o'clock. We're going to be joined by the local Member of Parliament to have a chat about dredging in the Swansea Channel. I know somebody will be pretty happy about that. Brad Ekman from Renegade Charters. G'day, brother. How are you? Good, thank you. Grant, how's your day going? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm looking forward to getting down to the boat show a little bit later on. I was there yesterday and got to go through the two halls, but didn't get the chance to go out onto the marinas and see the multi-billion dollar boats that uh, that you're going to be buying later on today. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, but it doesn't yeah. hurt to have a look anyway, that's for sure. Yeah. How, how bad's the channel at the moment, just incidentally? Uh, the main channel on a low tide... It wouldn't be much above your knee deep. 
in the uh, worst place, which is like absolutely terrible. And then the Air Force Channel, which is opened up naturally, it's probably about 2.2, 2.5 metres on the tide at the end where it drops off into the lake. So, yeah, it's sort of not getting any better, that's for sure. Yeah, well, there is movement at the station and we're going to find out exactly when that movement's going to be happening a little bit later on when uh, Yasmin Catley joins us and she's going to be in the studio for the last hour of the program as well, which will be a, a lot of fun. But that being said, where are the fish biting and how are we going to catch them? Uh, the, yeah, the lake has been uh, pretty good for Taylor and a few salmon uh, trolling the minnows again and just looking for the bait schools and birds but um, yeah there's the western and southern end of the lake's been quite good for them at the moment and then the inshore reefs like really inshore reefs like around the headlands in the 10 to 15 metres there's been a few uh, nice little snappers being caught we had a bit of a swell and after the swell the, the snappers seemed to bite on the sh- in the really shallow areas and that was quite good during the week and then out on the continental shelf and beyond, the yellowfin tuna were really, really good last weekend. There was a lot of people catching tuna out there, there was. If you do head out to the shelf, do be warned that later on today there is expected to be a southerly change coming through and kicking up those winds a fair bit, probably around the 25 sustained mark. So uh, you want to be out and in very early. Up until that point, it doesn't look too, uh, too bad out there. Brad, did you get a chance to go out during the week? No, I haven't, but I'll be, next week I'll be going out there, but um, I've talked to a few people that have been out there, and it's been quite good out there, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they seem to be, um, it's sort of a weird little phase at the moment, because we haven't really had a winter, um, per se, but the, the fish, mostly because of the moons, they tell me, um, but I noticed that now, Friday morning when I wake up bright and early to go off to the uh, Sydney International Boat Show, the moon was out, so... I would be expecting uh, those that were brave enough to get it get up at the uh, ungodly hours that I'm forced to get up at. <laughs> you would probably go out and find find a little bit of a tucker, bit of tucker out there. Absolutely, that's yeah, that's exactly right. It's certainly good for some fish, but you know, not so good for other fish. But it all comes and goes. Yeah, we're not that far off uh, the boating season starting to kick off too, and I, I suppose from your perspective as a charter boat operator, things are going to get pretty busy around that Christmas period time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to that, that's for sure. Like, yeah, it'd be great to take some people out and, uh, you know, get some good fish for some people, that's for sure. Now, are the people that book with you, are they, like, generally local people or or are you getting people from Sydney and, and other areas coming up? Because, I, you know, I've always thought that, you know, the Lake Macquarie area was a bit of an unsung destination with regards to tourism. So I'm just curious to know. Yeah, it's sort of the the core is local people, but, you know, they invite their friends from Tamworth or, you know, from Sydney or wherever, you know what I mean, but the core is local people, it is. But it does give you an idea of how... Uh, important the industry is to to our well, not just to our economy but particularly to your economy um you know these are these are the sort of activities that do generate uh, you know tourism and injecting money into a community absolutely yes yes no it's you know it's, it is a bit of a quiet spot you know when you compare it to sort of you know Terrigal and Nelson Bay but um 
things will change. It'll, you know, once the channel opens up and a few things change and the summertime comes along, like every year it'll become more and more popular, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's not too popular at Christmas time because I want to go up there. Bradley, if people want to book with you, how do they go about doing it? Uh, they can just give us a buzz, uh, 0437-389-097, or just flick us a message off our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. When I call you Bradley, do you sound like you're in trouble with your dad or something? Oh, just sometimes. <laughs> you have a great week. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds great. Take it easy. Thank you very much. That's Brad from Renegade Charters. If you're thinking of heading out off Lake Macquarie or in Lake Macquarie, give him a buzz. We'll take a break and be back with more of High Tide on the other side of this. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 27 minutes away from five here on High Tide in our broadcasting area at the moment. Mudgy, five degrees, heading for a top of 17. Parks, 10 to 17. Dubbo, 7 to 17. Newcastle, up to 21 today. Should be nice up there. Lismore, 11 to 21 degrees. Let's find out how things are, because that's what we generally get first up. A weather report at Kayama. Ross O'Brien, good morning. Hi, mate. How you going? Not bad. Yourself? Oh, mate, like, you know, just flat out. Hey, how you going, you old sea dog? <laughs> peavy, peavy. How you going, Roscoe? Oh, mate, I'm getting there. Yeah, no. I'm getting there. Slow and, slow and steady. But, uh. You know, wins the race at the moment for me, mate. Well, mate, as long as as long as long each time you wake up and you see the ceiling, you go, you beauty, you've got another one, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, I'm scared that I wake up one morning and see all the roots and trees, you know. That worries me. Oh, well, anyway. that, means, that means I didn't put a lid on your coffin. <laughs> <laughs> what coffin? They're just going to prone you in my hole, mate. No, uh, uh, burn yeah. me and scatter me at sea, mate. That's what I want. Yeah, that's a true one. That's a good one. Anyway, let's not be so morbid. People nah. spoke for ages. We're sort of falling off the bread. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I only come to Sydney once once a year now to catch up with people and network, like Grant says. But yeah, yeah, and no, I still listen to you every week, mate. So, oh, good on you, Pete. Yeah. So uh, you're down for the big show? Yes, mate. Yep, yep. Come down yeah, on. Do uh, me a favour, mate. Yes. If there's a Nordhaven up there. Have a good look at it. And let me know what you think of it, will you? A North Haven. North Haven. You know what oh, North, yeah, North Haven. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Because when I win Lotto next week, I'll be buying one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a yeah. couple of uh, jet skis that I was going to grab for Kieran. Oh, that'd be perfect for Kieran. I, he'd love that. I think he'd love it. I think he'd love it. Oh, he'd love them. Imagine him in his little PJ... Um, board shorts, doing a doing a donut or two with the with the bike. I would be brilliant, mate, for him. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he'd be like Mister Magoo with his car on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. it's good when he's not there, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear, if idea. only, oh, if only, we'll, we'll get serious. At the moment, what have we got down there? We got gust of uh, eleven and six knots continuously. So beautiful day, nor norwest. 
beautiful day, mate. Plenty of fish around. We've been going all right down here, mate. I haven't been out, but no one's been out. And um, he, he really cleaned up during the week. Got some really nice uh, big flathead again, um, just off Bombo. And a little bit further out towards Mount Fuji, he got a good feed of um, pigs and uh, snapper. Right, eh? Also, also he had a few... Um, Hookups on some kingies, but they uh, broke him off because he only had the light gear. But um, he, he reckons they're out there in quite big numbers, mate. It's, fun, it, it, it's funny you say that. I was watching a post by Alma Glashen who's saying, Lord, there's no big kings around, and you know, we need oh, action yeah. on this and that. And, and yet, other guys are saying, like, it's cyclic. There's plenty out in the deeper water. We're finding ours in the deeper water at the moment. Um, and it's just yep. a matter of they're going to be where the bait is. Well, that's what it boils down to, mate. Yeah, I if mean, they're not if they're not on the, you know, close in reefs, they've got to be somewhere. Yeah. Well, and, that's right. But they're still getting them up around the gantry at, um, up there near the new marina, you know, at Shalaba. So if, if they're there, the they're nearly all rats in there. They reckon for every five, you only get one, you know? But um, Owen done all right out there. He um, he dropped some back to me, mate. I've got some there for me and mother tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I had a nice fit of kingy during the week. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the weather today looks perfect for heading out that way. There's I a mean, bit of rain coming your way, though, Roscoe. It's not far off. Oh, is it? When 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 did they decide to send rain? I I I think it came down to what Mother Nature decided. There's a bit a bit of rain out towards Canberra and around about Ulladulla, just north of Ulladulla at the moment. Not oh, quite okay, an yeah. hour yet, but nothing you know dramatically heavy that I can see on radar. So I'm still going to the kids' football this morning. I yeah, think so. I think so. Uh, but yeah. an umbrella wouldn't be a, a bad idea, and put the roof up on the Studi Baker. Oh, I won't be. I won't be taking the big car, mate. Oh no, it might rain. No, that's right. If, it, if there's a hint of rain within a 500 mile radius, and stays in the shed with a skirt on. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, taking a Studer Baker. I just steam cleaned the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine you as Ross Higgins there. The Kingswood. You're not taking the Kingswood. <laughs> yeah, I just polished the dipstick. <laughs> All right, tomorrow. Tomorrow's about the same, fifteen to twenty, ten to fifteen today. Going southerly late. They've got it in southerly in the early afternoon, fifteen to twenty knots. So you're going to get a pretty good morning. Um, most likely get up in the afternoon. Good spots, Peter. You know them all. There's Minamara. That's been working really well up the top end, um, up near the golf club. Also under the gantry of the trains there. Should be a few fish around Watsonia this time of year too, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. There's quite uh, quite, a lo- quite a lot along the front too, mate, along the front of um, Kiama there. Oh, um, down underneath Rod Burston's place, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen him for a while. He bought his boat down that was in the harbour for two or three days. Oh, the catamaran, has he? Yeah. Yeah, they ended up <laughs> ended up getting rid of him because of all the partying that was waking all the neighbours up. Mm, I must give him a ring. Yeah, give him a ring. Oh, it's going back away now, but uh, I I haven't seen him for ages, mate. I um, 
But I I'm retired now, so I'm not down the mm. harbour as much as I used to be, you know. Yeah, I haven't seen Terry so. Cronin for a while either. Have you bumped into Terry? No, I haven't seen Terry. I was talking to Mick, but um, I haven't seen Terry. Yeah. Uh, he, he right, you know. I don't think I've seen him since last... Uh, last... Um, outside... Where, where was it? I can't even remember where it was. It's, it's, yeah, well, him, it's been over 12 months. Yeah, well, him and young Mitch, I mean, they're great fishermen down there. You know, like, oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. You can take Terry and Mitch and put them in some remote bit of water up in North Queensland or the yeah, Exmouth Plateau or something like that, and they'll get fish, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I laughed one time, Mick was telling me, he said, I said, that was the brother going, mate. He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, apparently he caught a big... Um, I've lost it. A big, um, come on, big, big pointy nose. Marlin. Yeah, thank you. He's, um, he's um, caught a big, big marlin. I said, I heard he's caught a big, big marlin. He said, yeah, he has. I went down to the cellar last night and tripped ass over it. <laughs> <in the street. laughs> yeah, I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah. I think Mick, Mick sprained his wrist when he landed on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing he's still yeah. not playing footy. He would have been he would have been benched for a couple of weeks after that. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Hey, tell me, Ross, how's the um, how's the local rocks going for the drummer down there? To be a few blokes chasing him now, pretty but, solid. Yeah, there's a few blokes chasing him. Um, I haven't heard of great numbers, but there are some around. Yeah. Um, a lot of the a lot of the guys now that are chasing them, mate, are going into that spot behind the Kieran always talks about behind the. Um, the swimming pool there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, where it comes in around the edge there and it's got that real deep hole with some sand and that around it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, apparently they've been getting them all there and they would get the shit drummer at um, um, just under just under Burson's house. Yeah, Boneyard, mate. Well, yeah. yeah, Boneyards would be fishing pretty well, and I think um, yep. down around the back of the Fisherman's Club down there, Jerangong would be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, down in the wash pool. Yep. Uh, with the Norwest, we too, it's quite manageable there. You can always get around the corner a bit and get out of it if you have to. Mm, mm. Um, so, you know, if I was going out today, I'd be going around 67, Mount Fuji, and out to the second 60s and get a good feed of uh, flathead and big flathead, I mean. And, um, yeah, you, you're going to get snapper, you're going to get big fish. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good day out there with with what I've heard during the week, um, and uh, with the weather conditions, it seems quite a sensible spot to go, Pete. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, Mount Fuji, mate, that brings back some memories there. Oh. Bloody yeah, I'll, old heck. I'll sit. <laughs> I'll sit I'll sitting sit out there one day with a group on board, and. One says, oh, what's that? And all of a sudden, there must have been an undertow and it's hit Mount Fuji. Right, it's swell come up. up in the water and all this black mud and beer cans and cross nothing what come up out of the out of the water, you know, floating all over the surface. Mm. And they said, what causes that? I said, I don't know, we're not fishing here anymore. Mm. And what it was was the bottom current coming down and hitting 
hitting foods and just going straight up in the air. Yeah, I'll well, see. So, I, I remember once, Ross, we had a really strong current here, and I went out to Browns, and I should have yeah. picked up because you know, like I had to have a lot of steering correction. There was a huge current, and I was always correcting yeah. to um to to port side. Yeah. And I dropped the gear over for the blue eye. And as you know, it comes up out of 585 fathoms out there, and it's, what, 211 right. fathoms to the top. And that big 58-inch uh, inflatable went straight yeah. under when the rope tightened up, you know? <laughs> and I went, there's no point phoning. <laughs> anyway, the next afternoon, I get a phone call from Hector Fretwell. Hey, Pete, you missing some gear? I said, yeah, I lost the rig. Current took it under. He said, picked it up on Mount Fuji, mate. And it's covered in gunk. Oh. So that's how strong the current goes there. Ripped it up. Mate, yeah. and I've never seen line twit right like six mil rope. Uh, sorry, uh, eight mil rope. Never seen eight mil rope twisted so badly in all my life. Yeah, it's just, when it's good, it's very, very good. Mm. But when, it, when it's off a bit, it's not happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not a place to be. But uh, I, I used to drop there on our way back if we'd been out on the shelf. Um, I used to drop in there on the way back because you can line up the the lighthouse, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we often finished the day there with a few good flatheads and uh, some good snapper and a lot. Of, and uh, we used to get a lot of pigfish there. Um, they backed off in the in the last couple of years, but um, the the pigfish are, are there, but not in the sizes that they used to be. Yeah. You know, they're a smaller brood. Well, I know something, mate. I know now that you're out of the picture, they're probably feeling a bit safer because the industry's lost a very good, experienced uh, charter skipper with you not being on the water. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, I appreciate no, it. No, you always put on a good day. I miss it still, Pete. I miss it. But on really shocking, rainy, windy days, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing you. Roscoe, thanks very much for your time this morning. We've got to leave it there. Pleasure, mate. Good on you, Pete. Hang in there, mate. Ross O'Brien there. We're going to take a quick break at 15 minutes from 5, and we'll be back right after this. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is 11 minutes away from 5. Time to say a very good morning to Bobby Dean, who was up nice and early today. He was so pumped up and excited about coming on the program. Is that right, Bob? I've heard some stuff before, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say, he Grant, he's a cloth wipe your chin. Yeah. Uh, How are you, Bob? I'm good, PJ, and yourself? Yeah, all right, mate. All right. He unfortunately right. was got, had one of those nights where he woke at one o'clock and then couldn't get back to sleep. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah. 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 No, I don't look in the mirror and look at me like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, mate, you know, you talk about those king years. I was looking at Facebook, fisheries posted that. Kingy tag off it. South Australia's called it um, Seal Rocks, mate. Travel yeah, they 1,600 gays yeah. uh, in two years. Yeah, they're a migratory fish. You know, like, find find their food source and you'll find the kings. I mean, like, people think that it used to be year-round, but, like, May, June was the time for the big ones, what we used to call the generals. And, yeah. you know, like, we used to fish mugs and... Well, even yeah. off the rocks at Long Reef, at um, North Head, off the spinning ledge, you know, that's where we used to get the big ones. Alex Bellissimo was great at catching them off the rocks along with Craig Brassic and, and then, you know, like, so we used to get the um, the big ones out along mugs and some of the deeper grounds in May, June, and, you know, like, on the 120-foot marks, you know, 
and then blokes yeah. used to jig them up at the, the, the peak, but they never really were the big kings yet at the peak. They were those average medium size, you know? Yeah, the biggest I've got at the peak was probably 20 kilos. Yeah, yeah. well, they're a good fish, but they're, they're not there all the time, whereas you get your north no. headers, like we used to call the small ones the north headers and the rats, you know, like they, they, yeah. they were a year-round proposition. And you'd find them in cold water, you'd find them in warm water, but you won't find them in dirty water. No, that's true, that's so true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, their numbers are coming back quite substantially. You know, some people, you know, like Al Migration was saying, you know, well, he doesn't really know much, I don't think, in that respect. Just because, you know, he's, he has a struggle to find them for a year or two. Well, Bob, this is, this is one thing I say that when I've kept journals, you've always got a record of it, but people look at stuff on Facebook and they don't keep an electronic copy. Mm. So yeah. they they don't remember what happened in the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gabe was a, a great one for that. He had about 35 years of it. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, um, it does fluctuate just like the uh, your ocean currents mm-hmm. year to year. So you'll have a, you'll have a year where the, um, the tailor turn up and they're, they're good fish and then you won't see that size fish for another couple of years. Yeah, and it's just what they see. Anyway, how's the fishing reports been going for you? Anyway, uh, they're, they're there, not not real thick, mate. Not real thick. Uh, I sent me mate Endo yesterday at Bateman's. He sent me a photo of a few really nice fishies been catching up around the old oyster racks. Now it's floody. Plus, he's been getting a few esky perch in amongst them. But it's close season for those little baits. Mm-hmm. Um. There seems to be quite a few salmon and tails still on the beaches the odd mum away. On the south coast, so that's, you know, promising. A few really nice snapper coming off the humps. And a few off the wider reefs off Sydney too, so that's good. Oh, there's a few of the longy and that, but, uh, you know, I haven't fished longy for some time. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things now. Botany Bay's pretty quiet. And George's itself is not bad. Quite a few flooded between the bridges. And the Brim and Whiting are moving right up. Can't fish up around Lagano, the moons and further up. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much on the Hawkesbury at all. So, Been a few jewfish caught up the Hawkesbury the last week. Big fun. There's been a few jewfish caught in the Hawkesbury the last week. A couple of nice yeah. brim too, getting about. But that's only yeah. what I've seen on the socials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. You know, like this time of year and a bit earlier, we go fish the Valley and Wreck. You yeah. know, going in and running up tide. It was great. Yep. All the closer in reefs around Barren Yowie. Yeah, well, we'd, be, reef. we'd be getting our trags out on Bolton. Yeah. Oh, and when you talk about fishing the Valiant and just out from there, you know, like this is the time of year we used to get our um, our uh, gummies. You know, used to get some nice gummies around here. (laughs) You talk about fishing ships before eating, you know, shark. The old gummy shark was a good food. Yeah, I've got a few out there that you know that little reef. Yeah, yep, I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've got several gummies there every time, and nearly always night time. Oh really? Yeah. Really early in the morning. Yes. Early. Yep. And uh, you, know, you get a four foot gummy on six or eight pound gear, mate. You're tied up for a while. 
Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. Good on the good on the line, and they're good on the plate. Yeah, I've even caught them up around Ganger Island. What up river? Yeah. Wow. There you go. There's something you learn every day. Yeah. Well, it's over only one, but you know, they're the type of thing that you catch them where they are. You know, sort of thing. It's, and I've got them at Longy, and I've got them out of Broken Bay. But uh, it's one of those fish, you know. Great eating. Yeah. Well, we've, 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 people, eh? we've caught a few up there at home now. Yeah. Getting yeah. out of Crowdy, you know. Yeah. And there's also been a lot of yellowfish right up and down the coast. Mm. Yeah. Bateman's Bay, Bermagui is going crazy. Yeah. So, and well, I've seen a report somebody got four mile up on the central coast in a day. But stripes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, out towards the edge of the shelf this time of year, they'd be out there. What are you doing at four o'clock this morning? <laughs> uh, what are you doing, Kieran? Yeah. <laughs> As you uh, wake up. I'm just, the heavy rain just come, I had to get up and shut the windows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just That's what he's neighbor, doing up at 4 a.m. in the morning. My neighbours are like, yeah, it's just coming on. I thought, what are they doing up this time in the morning? It's the rain. Yeah. Or, or Kieran talking too loud in the background and waking them up, one of the two. Well, I get in trouble for that as well. <laughs> hey, Kieran, I'll give you a tip. It's not a good idea to put six empty wine bottles in the recycle bin at 4 a.m. <laughs> Wakes your neighbours up. <laughs> Mate, if you drank six bottles of wine, you wouldn't know you put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, thanks so much for your time this morning. We'll look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. Yeah, no worries. I'll give you a fresh order tomorrow morning, mate. <laughs> thanks, Bobby. See you, mate. Bobby Dean. I tell you what, uh, we should ch- have a chat with him too and find out what his expectations are for summer with uh, the expected uh, heat wave, potential drought coming our way, the, the dams and everything are, are going to dry out. So it's going to be an interesting time out there. That is the first hour of the program on the other side of the 5 o'clock news here on the Super Network. We will be catching up with Greg Reed, who's going to join us in the studio as well. I'm looking forward to that and finding out how his week's been and finding out uh, uh, how the boat show's been going for him as well. We'll talk more about about the uh, boat show in the next hour. So glad that Kieran's up north and I can send him photos and stir him up and make him feel jealous and, and horrible and all those wonderful sorts of things. But right now it is time for the news here on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. We'll be back with more of the program on the other side of this.